Thank you, young people. Turn to the book of Luke, Luke chapter number 11. And they did a good job, didn't they? It's scary getting up and singing in front of people, uh, especially when they got to look out and see all of y'all. That makes it even scarier. Imagine how hard it is to preach. Some of y'all put that together a little bit later. Luke chapter number 11. And while you're turning there, <coughs> I want you to keep praying for uh, our financing to uh, get finalized and so we can move things forward. I talked to our bank representative yesterday, and uh, everything's in order at the underwriter. And uh, so he just waited. He said he should expect to hear something back soon. So what is soon? I don't know. In the baking world, who knows? Uh, but uh, I and I'm certainly uh, looking forward to uh, getting uh, that done so we can get uh, this, a lot of these things uh, started. And so I'm saying that to remind you to pray. And uh, it is in the hands of those who are making the decisions <coughs> of the financing and how much of the projects and those sort of things. So I want you to continue to uh, give, certainly, but I want you to continue to pray and for God to uh, just work out all the details, have it be exactly like he wants it. <coughs> and I'm certain it will be. And uh, there's a lot of things I'll say uh, once uh, we we get word, but uh, it is it is there's much to be excited about, uh, much to look forward to, and uh, so that's all I'll uh, say at this time. Luke chapter 11. I'm going to be very helpful, very practical tonight. I'm going to give an outline that I gave about six years ago. Um, if you, uh, for those of you that work for our publication staff. Uh, the latest book that I put out, you'll recognize uh, the outline. Uh, if you bought my book, I know you haven't read it. It's just sitting on the shelf because you felt sorry for Pastor. Uh, this is a lesson out of uh, my book, Bible Principles for Daily Living. <coughs> but it is something that I've determined, uh, and six years is probably too long since I've taught it before. Uh, there's some things that just need to be taught over and over and over again uh, because we tend to forget or we tend to get, for, tend to get out of habits or we tend to get distracted. And tonight I'm going to speak on a, a very important subject, but a subject that we make harder than it really is. Uh, we have a tendency to do that with a lot of spiritual things, a lot of uh, the Word of God. Uh, but uh, tonight I've, I've given a new title to an old uh, outline. It's the same outline, but a new title, Having a Heart for Prayer. If I would not have said that it's an old outline, some of you would never know uh, because you slept through the last time I, I, I taught it. So <laughs> Matthew 6, verse 1, I'm sorry, Luke chapter 11, verse number 1. It came to pass that as he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John also taught his disciples. And he said unto them, When ye pray, say, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, as in heaven, so in earth. Give us day by day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone that is indebted to us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And he said unto them, Which of you shall have a friend, and shall go unto him at midnight, and say unto him, Friend, lend me three loaves, for a friend of mine in his journey has come to me, and I have nothing to set before him. And he from within shall answer and say, Trouble me not, the door is now shut. And my children are with me in bed, I cannot rise and give thee. I say unto you, though he will not rise and give him, because he is his friend, yet because of his importunity, he will rise and give him as, many as, he, as much as many as he needeth. I say unto you, ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be 
open. What two wonderful verses for a Christian to be reminded of. Uh, Ask and it shall be given you. Seek and ye shall find. That reminds me that many times when we don't have what we need, it's because we're not asking. Uh, It's because we're not seeking. There's a difference in, and every husband can relate to this and every wife can relate to this, when a husband can't find anything, he's looking around, but he's not seeking it. Where did I put this? Where did I put that? Or where did I put that? The truth of the matter is, we would never lose anything if, if I'll just say, just people just leave stuff where we put it, you know, you know, you know, middle of the, middle of the floor works great. So I remember putting it there. So, well, anyway, we better, let's get back on track. <coughs> um, there's a difference. The point I'm making is a difference in just walking around. What does it happen? Then seeking. And I'm going to stop and find what I need. Well, we're reminded that our God wants to give to us. He wants to provide for us. And so tonight, I'm going to be very helpful, very practical in helping us with our prayer lives, having a heart for prayer, uh, wanting to make prayer an important part of our life. It is vital that a Christian prays. We know this, but are we doing it with the urgency that, that we need to do it. A lot of times we haven't done it it's because we haven't planned to do it. Uh, we haven't made a point to do it. And so uh, let's ask the Lord to help us this evening. Father, we thank you once again for the opportunity to open the Word of God, <coughs> stop in the middle of our week, open your Word, and learn uh, ways that we can uh, not just receive from you, uh, but we can have closer fellowship with you. And Father, I pray that you'll use the uh, Bible study tonight. I believe the simple things that I'm going to give this evening uh, can be the key to miracles being done. Uh, I believe that uh, lives can be salvaged, souls can be saved, revival can happen, needs can be met uh, by what I'm going to give this evening. And Father, may we grab a hold of uh, not just its simplicity, but may we not be distracted by how simple it really is. And Father, I pray that you would just uh, use this in our life this evening before we ask this in Jesus' name. (coughs) Amen. Can you imagine, as we look at verse number 11, as the Bible tells us that he was praying in a certain place. Of course, this is speaking of Jesus. And the disciples, one of his disciples, he heard Jesus pray. Now, no doubt... The disciples prayed. No doubt that the religious people prayed. But nobody prayed like Jesus prayed. And when they heard Jesus talk to his father, they said, teach us to pray. Now, I, there's a lot for us to look at in the example of our disciples. Those disciples, I believe, had a heart to pray. Then Jesus began to teach them, this is what you ask for, this is what you do, this is, this is how he reminds them that everyone that seeketh shall find. Now, sometimes we find an answer that we were not expecting, or we find an answer that we did not want, but we will find if we seek the Lord. And they said, Lord, teach us to pray as John also taught his disciples. I believe that 
every Christian who is even halfway serious about pleasing God, one knows that a child of God should pray, knows they can pray, they realize how important it is, but I would say that most, and it's been said, <laughs> certainly it's not original with me, most of our failures are prayer failures. What did we not ask God for? Or did we not seek Him? We just casually asked Him, but we did not seek. Now, I, I, I have a, this is, one of my, this is one of my strengths and one of my failures. I'm an optimist. When I encounter someone, I, I'm not looking for the bad, I'm looking for the good. I'm going to assume that everybody likes me. I'm going to assume that everybody has good intentions. Uh, I, I just, I, I want to see the good in people. I, I believe that everything is going to be okay. And as a Christian, it is going to be okay. I, I, that's just the way I look at things. Uh, I want, uh, th- I, I forgot where I was going with that, but um, you know, as we look at things in a, in a way that the Lord can provide for us, it's something that, hey, I know that I can pray. I know that I can get something from God. We know this. But are we making the decisions we need to make to ensure that we do it? Did you realize that today you had an opportunity to spend time with God in prayer? Did you take advantage of the opportunity? Uh, and so tonight I'm going to give us some very, very practical, very practical things uh, that will help us in having a prayer life. I believe we want to have a prayer life. We need to have a prayer life. And so... Uh, don't let the practicality of these um, cause you to not pay close attention to them. Uh, first of all, I want to say, number one, talk to Him. What is prayer? It's talking to God. Now, you're not going to get, this is not a deep outline tonight. But it may be, it, it is the key to you getting started in your prayer life or you staying consistent in your prayer life. Talk to Him. You, you realize that we have a God who wants to hear from us? How many of you are saved tonight? You're on your way to heaven. Do you realize that because you're saved, because of the applied blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, you have access to God? You have access to the Heavenly Father. What a privilege. What a privilege that we have. So we ought to take advantage of that, and we ought to plan that we're going to do that. And yes, you can talk to God any time of the day, certainly. But that is what it is. It is talking to Him. Have you talked to God today? It's sad that many Christians use His name in vain more than they actually talk to Him in prayer. Think about that for a moment. Sad but true statement. You talk to God. Have you talked to Him today? What is prayer? It's not some mystical thing. And there's much of this teaching going on today and. It is certainly not out of the Bible where, you know, we could just just think and clear your mind and let God speak to you in this contemplative prayer. That's no, that's no different than this. That's just sorcery. God does not speak to his people that way. He speaks to his people through his, through his word. So how do we talk to God? We speak to him. Could you imagine if, I mean, how, many, how successful would marriages be if we talked to our spouse with the infrequency that we talk to our God. I mean, secular counselors will tell you communication is the key in a marriage. 
And sometimes it's the downfall because you're communicating very well how you feel. But anyway, it's, it's communicates talking to God. It's speaking to Him, and certainly he, the Bible reminds us that He understands our groanings, and certainly there's times when we're burdened, we don't even know what to say, and that's when the Holy Spirit comes on our behalf and tells God what we would tell Him if we could formulate the prayer. What a God we have. But you know, you can talk out loud to God, you can speak to Him. You don't have to talk out loud to talk to God. That's the first, and again, this isn't going to be deep. This isn't going to be earth-shattering. But it could be life-changing if we'll be reminded and get a hold of it. It is talking to God. Who's the first person you talk to when you get up in the morning? It should be God. Before you even get out of bed, there ought to be some sort of acknowledgement. Thank you, Lord, for another day. Help me. As I go through my day to honor you, talk to him. I've only got three that I'm going to mention to you tonight. They're not going to be, the other two aren't going to be quite as fast as one. But number two, when you talk to him, have a time and place. When you talk to him, have a time and a place. What time have you set aside to talk to God? You set up, I do, I've, I've had several phone appointments this week. I've had several in-person appointments this week. And every time I set a time that we are going to talk at this particular time. And I kept my appointment. And most cases, the other person kept their appointment, but not in every case. I kept my appointment. Um, do you realize, think about this. Think about Adam and Eve, Adam in the Garden of Eden, when they sinned. They didn't show up to the place that they always talked with God at the time they always talked to. This is something the Spirit of God impressed upon me a long time ago and has never left me. Even though they didn't show up, God did. God, God knew what they had done. God knew they were hiding, but God still showed up because God still wanted to fellowship. God still wanted to not just talk to them, but for them to talk to him. Have a time and a place. We are told in the book of Matthew, uh, we reference a prayer closet, a go into your closet. It doesn't necessarily mean that you got to go into your closet, because in most cases, if you went into your closet, you probably wouldn't come out. But uh, that doesn't mean you have to go into a literal closet, and you, know, you can, <coughs> but it, it signifies that place. It, it is a place that is quiet. It's a place where you're alone. It's a place where you can uh, focus and, and talk to God. Uh, I was able to uh, go out and take my wife uh, out for dinner last, uh, last night. I enjoyed doing that. Uh, why do you do that? Because we like to eat. But really, why, we, why do we do that is because that's time where it's just the two of us. I mean, if you met my children, they're very needy. They're very, they, they, you know, so it's just time just the, just the two of us so that we can talk and spend time together and, 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 and fellowship. Why? It's, it's, we're not distracted. Uh, it's, it's, it's that time that we have set, set together. And so when we have a time to talk to God, 
in a place to talk to God. That time should be on our schedule, and we should keep that appointment. We should keep that time with Him. If we set a time at work with our boss or a time with with a customer and we continue to miss it and we continue to miss it and we continue to miss it, one or two things would happen. You'd get fired or you'd lose that customer. But yet we have a God who saved us, a God who redeemed us, a God who knows our needs before we even know our need and is eager and anxious to meet our needs and we don't have a time to talk to him. We know we can talk to him at any time. That is certainly true, and I thank God for that. But there should be a time where it's, God, here's my appointment with you. It goes back to scheduling. It goes back to uh, organizing your, your life. <coughs> Pastor, I just don't, I don't have time to pray. My schedule just, you, you, you might have to get up a little bit earlier. You might have to cut something out. What is the weight that, is, that, 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 that we need to set down? It's not necessarily sinful, but because there's some things in our life we don't have time to do what is the most important thing. We must have that time and that place. I believe there ought to be places that you go, and that's your time, whether it be a literal closet or uh, a, a quiet place in the bedroom or uh, you know, dining room table, or maybe you got a long ride to work. That's a good time to pray. It'll keep you from fussing at people the way they drive on the way to work. Um, and some of you are going to say, I pray on my way to work and you're working at home, so don't try, don't try that. Um, wherever it is, that is the time and the place when you're going to talk to God, when you're going to pray. That's the time where I talk... Er, if you have if you have anything in your heart for God, you want to have a closer prayer prayer life. You want to have a closer fellowship. And I know I am speaking tonight to praying people. I know that. That's why it's good good for us to be reminded that we can't let the main thing become a secondary thing, and we need to make sure that we are spending time with God in prayer. Those disciples heard Jesus pray and said, "I want to pray like that." Jesus talked. They heard Jesus speaking to his heavenly father. There is a, <coughs> a time and a place that we are told to enter into in Matthew chapter number 6. I can think back, and I used this illustration before, I can think back to when our daughter Amanda was in the hospital so many uh, weeks and months. Uh, there was a, a sitting area that uh, was outdoors that, that became our place of prayer. Now, since then, we have other places of prayer, but while we were there, that was a place. If we said, hey, I'm going out there, uh, we knew, between my wife and I, we knew what the other one was doing uh, because that became our place. There ought to be a place in your home. There ought to be a place, uh, maybe it's at, at work, maybe it's someplace, but set a place, set a time. I want to ask you, and only you can answer this question, do you have a time and do you have a place to talk to God? You know, if you, if you cannot answer that question with a yes, then you know what tonight's Bible study, I hope, prompts you to do? I hope it prompts you to set a time and set a place. I want you to think about it. What's your time? 
What's your place? Well, I talk to God all the time. Well, this is good. But when is it set that you're going to spend time in prayer with God? So we said, first of all, you need to talk to Him. Second of all, have a time and a place that you talk to Him. And number three, and this is where I think most failures come in when it comes to prayer. Prepare to talk to Him. We're not prepared to pray. We don't prepare and make ready to pray. Say, Pastor, what do you mean by that? This is going to be deep. Are you ready? Usually this would be like a third or fourth year seminary student would, would get this kind of teaching tonight. But in order to prepare to talk to him, you need a list. You actually thought I was actually going to give you something real deep, didn't you? You need a list. What are you going to talk to God about? I'm just going to talk to God about all my needs. So where's your list? What's on your list? What are you talking to him about? Say, you think of this, if even I reference these meetings I've had this week, and very seldom do I have a meeting where the person I'm with doesn't pull out a list. Say, Pastor, I made a list because I didn't want to forget anything. And to go through that list. How many times do you have an appointment with somebody else and you have your list of things and when you didn't, you left the doctor's office or you left somewhere and said, I forgot to ask. I forgot to mention. Well, if you had written it down, you probably would have remembered. So you need a list. What are some things that are on that list? Your needs are on that list. Others are on that list. Prayer, and I don't have time tonight to teach all the different aspects of prayer, but what you put on your list, and it, you notice, so I don't know that I have anything to pray for. <coughs> well, there's a prayer sheet right out there in the lobby that you can pick up on the way. There's one that you get in Sunday school you pick up, you could pick up and pray for. The problem is not if we organize to pray. The problem is not of running out of things to pray about. The problem is running out of time to pray, pray for them. But if you have a list, you need to organize that list. You need to bring that list and be prepared to pray. A big hindrance to our prayer life, are you still with me, is consistency and continual prayer. You know, our minds have, a li have limited attention. I can tell, by the way, some of you are responding to this. You can focus for so long. Some, if it's that more animated, you pay closer attention. Some, you say, my, my attention span is five minutes. You know, some, we got all the kids in here tonight, and some have already checked out. I'm not talking about the kids. I'm talking about, I'm talking about the moms and dads. I mean, it's, it's no, we have an attention, limited attention span. No matter how focused you are, the most focused person in here, there's a limit to your attention span. That's a hindrance to prayer. It's important for us to know this. So that we can make whatever accommodation is needed. Question to ask yourself, how long would it take if you prayed <coughs> for every need and made every request at one time? Think about it. Prayer is hard work. Prayer is, prayer will... Take you from being a non-coffee drinker to a coffee drinker. 
Pastor, what do you mean by that? Because you have to start getting up early to get everything in. You get your focus, or maybe you just get older. How long? We have limited memory. We don't remember everything. So we make a list. I, I've learned. I, I'm not as young as I used to be. My wife and I, we've been married for uh, 26 uh, plus years, and when I was fir- we first got married, she'd run to the grocery stores like, okay, just tell me what you want, tell me what you want, tell me what you want, and she'd just get this and 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 get all these things. Okay, I got it, I got it. You need to write it down? Nope, don't need to write it down. And sure enough, I've got a pretty good memory. I go, I could, if I could go up and down the list, go down the aisle, say, okay, well, she said get that and get that and get that, and and uh, you know, then okay, usually I did pretty good, but. The first time you forget one thing. Babe, I got 27 of them. I missed one. I even brought home stuff that wasn't on the list. So now she's like, can you run? And I just stop her. I don't even let her give me the list. I just say, send me the list. Because I need that list. To so I don't forget anything. How much more important is it when we start praying for the needs of our husband, the needs of our wife, the needs of our children, the needs of our church, the need, needs of people we love, our needs? How much more important is it we want to have that time we in our prayer life where we talk to God about God and our time of praise and thanking Him for what he has done, thanking him for the blessings he's bestowed. You know, you ought to have that on your prayer list too, not just all the things that you need. You start thinking about all of this, you'll find that you can come up with a pretty lengthy list. But we ought to prepare. We ought to have a plan to talk to him. I get to talk to God. I, I want to talk to God, and I can talk to God, and I, I, I'm setting a time that I'm going to talk to God, and and you may not be able to do it this time, but first thing in the morning is always a good time to talk to God. And so I can, in the morning, I'm going to get up. I'm, I'm going to talk to God. I'm going to spend some time with God. And you know, my lunch break, I'm going to have about five, ten minutes. I can spend some time with God. And I get to talk with God. So prayer is talking to him. And so we need to do that. I think it's good to read your Bible. You should read your Bible every day. You ought to meditate on the scripture. What is that? That's thinking about what you've read. Let the Spirit of God work on it in your mind and give you understanding and, and think about these things. It's better to think about the Word of God than it is to think about the garbage in this world. And that's met, We meditate on the Word of God. But there needs to be a time where we talk to God. You realize there's, there's things you can talk to God about you can't talk to anybody else about? As a matter of fact, there'd be a lot less gossip in this world if Christians would get their prayer life right. Well, I've got to tell somebody, tell God! And by the way, God don't have an account on Facebook. Tell God. Well, I got, I got good news. I got to go. Stop. Tell God first. Thank Him. We ought to prepare. How do we do that? Well, practical ways. You need a list. Don't set yourself up to fail if you start praying. When you say, I'm going to have a consistent prayer life. Don't set yourself up. So what do you mean by that? Well, don't. I'm going to get up at this time, and I'm going to pray for an hour and a half. And then if you've never prayed for five minutes, all you're going to do is get a nap when you got up early so that you'd have time. Um, I tell when people first start in their prayer life, I say, get you a list with five things. Get you a list with ten things. You pray for those things every day. 
pretty soon that list is going to become 15 things. It's going to become 20 things. And then you're, you're organizing yourself to pray. A practical tip of this is break up your prayer list. I mentioned this in Sunday school. Uh, one day pray for, uh, break up this long list throughout the week. Um, break up your list by topic, by need, by urgency. I'll, I'll, I'll give you an example of what I do. There's some things I pray for every single day. But I cannot pray every day for everything. But there's some things that I pray for every single day that I should pray for every single day. If that's true of me, that's true of you. What, do you, what should you pray for every single day? You should pray for your own needs, pray for your own shortcomings, and for God to help you. You should pray for your family, pray for your loved ones. I hope you pray for your pastor every day. There's some things you got to pray for every single day. There's some things I pray for every week. I can't pray for them every day because I just don't have enough time, but I do pray for them every week. To give you an example, and if you want to pray for missionaries every day, I'm all for it, and certainly when God brings them to mind, there's certain things I pray for, but I have a set time on Sunday afternoon where I, that's my time to pray for all the missionaries, pray for their needs specifically, and I'll pray for them many times throughout the week, but that's the time set up. Um, some things I pray for when they become when they become more urgent, they move from a one one time a week to an every day. Sometimes things are so urgent they're not one time a day. They're every time I get a clear moment. There's things that we have to carve out. We've all been there. I've got to cancel this. I've got to cancel this. I've got to because I've got to give my attention urgency to prayer. Most of our failures in our Christian life are prayer failures, as I've already mentioned. Most of our prayer failures are actually preparation failures, planning failures, because we don't prepare, we don't plan. When you go home tonight and you plan for your next day is in that plan to spend time with God. In that plan, again, I, I, I believe I'm teaching this to the greatest people in the world. If there was one group of people that I had to call upon to get a hold of God, I go to the same people I go to every week of the world to ask for prayer for, for, for many, many needs. I wouldn't go to it. I'd go to this group of people right here. I know that our people pray. But is everybody praying like they should pray? Or maybe you always have, but you've gotten lax in your prayer life. You've backed off of some things. You've let the busyness of life distract you and you know, I mentioned from the, the pulpit, you know, you need to pray for so-and-so and pray for so-and-so. Oh, yeah, I need, I, need, I need to pray for them. I need to pray for them. And because you don't stop and take a note, how many times do we forget? Well, I, I, yeah, I, I hate to even admit this, but when I, was, when I was younger, so many times, Pastor, would you pray for this? Would you pray for this? Pray for this? I'll pray, I'll pray, I'll pray. And so many things go through this mind. It would be two days later, it's like, I, I forgot. Now it's like, write that down. Or I send myself an email, or I send somebody else an email, uh, because I don't want to forget. If I tell you I'm going to pray for you, I don't want to forget. Say, Pastor, you're the man of God. You can't remember? No. No. I'm, I'm not as young of a man of God as I used to be. And quite frankly, some of you take up a, a large space on my prayer list, and so it's, 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 a lot, it's not as easy to keep up with. I know this is very simple, and it may seem elementary, but I wish somebody would take me up on the challenge tonight. 
if you don't have the prayer lift that prayer, prayer lift prayer, prayer life that you desire to have, why don't you just determine? Say, I don't know how to pray. And if, if you're if you're here, you're a new Christian, or you've never had prayer life, and you say, Pastor, I don't really know how to get started. This is why I'm teaching this. Talk to God about what you pick. Talk to him. now. He's probably less concerned about the Super Bowl than you are. So maybe that's not a subject that you want to talk about. God, please help my team. He does not care. I'm just telling you. He doesn't care. Um, but talk to God about something. Talk to God about your family. You have a something that you're burdened about? Talk to God about that. What do you do? Talk to Him. How do I talk to Him? Talk to Him like you talk to a person. Lord, I'm concerned about this today. Lord, I have this need today. Lord, I don't even know. I don't even have to tell you this because you you created me and you know my shortcomings and you you know where I come up short. But Father, I really need your help and I need your strength and I need. Lord, would you provide this need? Would you would you be with my wife? Would you be with my husband? Would you be with my children? Would you be with my grandchildren? Would you would you would you would you would you help these things? Talk to him. Uh, it's but then as you talk to him. Um, Prepare by having a time and a place. If you don't have a time set tomorrow, this is what I'd like for you to do tonight as your pastor. Set, set the time. Set the time. Can you imagine what that must sound like to God to hear his people pray? Well, I don't want to burden God. With that. That's pride. You just don't want to pray. You think your needs are so special that God would be unconcerned with yours. God wants to hear. I mean, if you don't tell him, it's not like he doesn't already know. Set a time. I want you to set a time. A place. Where are you going to go? Where are you going to go where you're quiet? Where, where are you going to go when you're not distracted? Um, you have a list. Start working on a list. I... Did, thought about getting it together again but with the digital age it's a little easier to stay organized i don't do do what i used to do back in the day when i first taught this i have individual i have certain cards where this was my needs this was praise this was uh staff this was deacons and that was like 10 pages long with the needs they have and and this was uh, this was all of this, but now you can do that all that digitally. Um, that's that's organizing your prayer life, uh, and then decide when you're going to pray. Some things you need to pray about every day. Well, I prayed that God would help with my temper yesterday. Probably going to have to do that again. But when is am I going to have to quit? When Jesus calls you home, probably. I pray that I wouldn't get frustrated at those people I work with anymore. I know I pray that same prayer, and, and God still has an answer. I have to pray it every, every single day. Go to, God, go to God. This is very simple. I hope you don't overlook it. If you have that time that you meet with Him every day, be reminded of how special that is. If you have that place, the sacred place, because that's where you talk to God. But pastor, is my dining room table. That's a sacred place because that's where you talk to God at that time. If you don't have one, get one.
Be amazed at what it does in your life. You know, sometimes God puts things in our lives that we have to go to Him for. We have to stop the world. We have to do it. A lot of times God allows those things to happen so that we have an opportunity to get closer to Him. But I'll mention this before we close. The greatest hindrance, the the greatest practical hindrance is just not preparing. I believe there's many Christians that don't have a consistent prayer life, and it's not because they don't want one. They just haven't taken the time to prepare to do it. And as I prepare tonight for my day tomorrow, part of that preparation is what happened today that I need to get on that prayer list so I don't forget in the morning. What happened today that I get to go to God in the morning and and say, thank you. I used to, as soon as they happen, now this is just me, this may be corny to you. As soon as God answered a prayer, I mark it off that list. Now I'll wait till that next time and say, and do it in my time with him to remind me to say, thank you. That's preparing for the next day. We got to prepare for that next day. Practically, the biggest hindrance is we just don't prepare. Spiritually, the biggest hindrance is sin. When a child has done something that mom told them not to do, and then it gets eerily quiet in the house, y'all know what I'm talking about? All of a sudden, you know, you got kids everywhere swinging from chandelier, that's loud, and all of a sudden, it is just as calm as can be. Every parent knows that's when you're worried, not when it's rowdy, but when it's quiet. And you start calling, and they don't answer. And then you say, come, and they don't come. Some of you wives may be picturing this with your husband. I don't know, but why? Because when they have done something they shouldn't have done, they've broken a rule. They avoid the one who has set the rule. They don't want to talk. That's the way it is with us, with God. When our heart is not what it should be, when our heart is not clean, when our heart is not pure, when we have not confessed that sin, we don't want to talk to the one who's going to convict us about it. I use this illustration often, and I don't mind using it again this evening, and certainly you can relate to it, I'm sure. There's many times I go to God and say, God, I want to talk to you about, there's things I want to talk to you about, and I start in my list, and then the Holy Spirit brings some things to my attention. He said, what does he bring? None of your business what he brings to my attention, but it's my sins, my failures. And the way I, I picture it, word it in my mind is the Spirit of God saying, before we talk about this, let's talk about this. Because sin is the greatest hindrance. Practically, we don't prepare. Part of that preparation is spiritually, it's the sin that keeps us from praying. So the best thing for us to do is confess our sin. Confess it and then leave it. Many times we don't do that because we like it too much. We enjoy our sin more than a fellowship with God. How sad. That's America. We want revival, but then we don't want to give up our Sunday. And we... We've we got to get back to a day in the life of a Christian. We just want to spend time with God. We want to talk to Him. You realize that a praying people is a powerful people. Powerful people.
though tonight, however this applies to you, if it's just good, if it's just a good reminder for you, from a practical standpoint, of the importance of prayer, then it, the <coughs> Bible study tonight has served this purpose. <coughs> Jesus talked to his father, and when those disciples heard Jesus talk to his father, they said, "I want to pray just like that. I want to pray like he prayed. I want to talk." to God like he talks to God. Well, I might not can talk to him like Jesus talked to him being his heavenly father, but he's my heavenly father. And it's because of Jesus I can talk to him. So why don't we take advantage of the opportunity we have? You think we have less needs tonight than we've ever had or more needs? I don't know about you, but I got more needs. I got more I need to talk to God about. Organize it, plan it, get you a list Organize your list. Take the prayer list that we get for the, for, the, for the Wednesday night Bible study, Sunday school. Divide it up. Organize it by need. Organize it by section. But let's not fail to do so. There's sometimes, I'll be honest with you, and if you think less of me, I, I can't help that. Sometimes my mind is so full and so distracted, me setting aside an hour to pray is next to impossible. There's sometimes I can pray for an hour and it's like five minutes. So what do you do? Do you not pray? No. I know that then, okay, I've got to plan this. I've got to, I've got to, here's my list. I got five minutes. My mind starts thinking about everything else. All right, it's time to take a break. You take a break from prayer? Yeah, I take a break. I walk sometimes and pray. I, 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 I pace sometimes and pray because I know my flesh is going to try and limit me, but I'm going to do my best to do what I can do to have my time with God. Um, but you got to plan that. Sometimes you you have to prepare to be uh, distracted so that you can. Uh, if you if you're uh, you're rearing young kids and, and they distract you, say, "Oh, I just got so much more on me." It's it's a struggle, but you can find time. You can find time. You've got to find time. And uh, let's 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 pray as we should pray. Let's not pass the opportunities. Let's plan and prepare to do so. Father, help us to. <coughs> Wow, this lesson is so simple.